What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. We turned the clocks back an hour this weekend, Tony. How did you like that extra hour of sleep, big boy? Tony Kornheiser, I think you mean the extra hour of lying in bed, staring at the ceiling, contemplating my own mortality, and rubbing out the pain from nerve problems up and down my right leg. Well, that's from golf. Too much golf. You finished tied for third. That's what you get. There's not enough steroids in Barry Bonds' closet (laughs) to help me with this leg. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Colts have a new head coach, the Packers keep on stinking, and the Astros win the World Series. But we begin today with the biggest upset on the board yesterday. The Jets beating Buffalo 20-17, despite being a double-digit underdog and despite being down 14-3. Later, the Chiefs needed late scores to tie Tennessee at home and then beat them in overtime. We had conceded the top spots in the AFC to Buffalo and Kansas City. Wilbon, do we need to start factoring the Jets into that discussion in the AFC? Yes. Yes, they beat Buffalo. And I know you had Buffalo number one on the Anthony Kornheiser Power Index. I, I know you I did. did. So they lost. The I know the game. PWI. Yes, was at yeah. the Jets. I feel that you must have been conflicted if you weren't playing golf yesterday. You would have been able to, to, to have anxiety over your childhood team versus the team you adopted yeah. in college. So this is an all-New York State affair. I watched a lot of this. And, yes, and you know, Tony, the thing that strikes me, and, well, you know, you can get to players later and the quarterback is a young guy who's got some talent. But Robert Sala, I mean, I, you know, I, I like their head coach. His resolve, I don't want to say swag because that's too easy. Right. There's a way in which he seems to reach his players, all of them, and it seems to be legitimate, not hype. And I like him and what he's done there so far. I'm not saying changing the culture either. But, yes, we got to start to factor them in. Okay. So let me get to Salah for a second. Because after the first game, he went out across the nation and he said he was taking receipts. Yes. And he was tired of, and I want to get the quote right, people who are continually mocking us. Well, as someone who mocked them, I mocked that. And I got to get off that now. Yeah. Because they've beaten, they've beaten Miami, right? And they've beaten Buffalo at this point. So they're a pretty good team. My problem with them is that I watched them my whole life. They are, as you said, the team of my youth. In 60 years, Mike, this is the highlight. I know. Joe Namath. You and Green. That's all they've got. You've got to let go of that. So, so when I see them doing well or the Giants doing well, Part of me just feels that it's probably something of a mirage, but I'm, I'm with you on Salah. He, he's got enough receipts to open up a receipt store if there is such a thing as a receipt store. Yeah, I which mean, this I is a nice development. This is a nice change of pace story from the usual junk. And we're going to get to that in a couple of minutes after this story. The Colts fired head coach Frank Reich this morning after their dismal showing against the Patriots. The Colts managed just 120 yards in total offense in the 26-3 loss. So after benching Matt Ryan and then firing offensive coordinator Marcus Brady in consecutive weeks, after that didn't work, it was Reich's turn to lose his gig. And get this, Tony, he'll be replaced on an interim basis by Jeff Saturday. Now, what do you make of the Colts firing Reich 
and taking Saturday right off the set of the NFL shows and get up. What do you make of that? Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you exactly what happened. When Matt Kelleher called to tell me this at 1 o'clock today, he said Frank Reich was fired. And I said, I believe I had that. Because for three weeks I was telling you, he's the next one to go. And then he said, wait till you hear who got the job. I sat there and he said, Jeff, Saturday. And I went, wow, because Mike never... You could give me a hundred choices. I never would have thought of Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday, to my knowledge, has never blown a whistle in the NFL or in college, though I know he did some work on a high school level. I never would have thought of him. Now, I mean, there's a chance if you said to me that you thought the Colts at this point could salvage their season and somehow go on a playoff run, I would say, well, what are they doing with Jeff Saturday? But there is no chance. The team stinks. And he's a local hero and he can get on the phone any time of day to call Peyton Manning if he wants to. So I wish him luck. But I'll tell you this, Mike. I hope they keep the seat warm because when he's on with Marcus Spears, that's great television. I like Listen, watching it. If this was somebody else I didn't know and already like, I might be screaming about it. But I do already know and already like Jeff Saturday. And I love this, Tony. And I'm going to root for him. Just like, you know, this is hard for me, Frank Reich, getting fired. Because I covered Frank Reich in college. Through, by the way, and including one of the, the greatest college football comeback of all time, down 31-0 halftime at the U, Frank Reich led Maryland won. back to win the game. All right, so I've rooted for Frank Reich for 40 years. Tony, the quarterback situation didn't work out there because they went from Luck to Brissett to Rivers to Wentz to whoever, Matt Ryan. I mean, come on now. Matt I mean, Ryan. I, that, that seems to be management. I know that Wentz has to be on – Reich's watch because they were he was supposed to get the best out of Wentz. It didn't happen. But Tony, let me just say this about Saturday. And when it comes to calling plays, he he was right there with Rodgers and Manning, Manning for the most of it, for most of 200 plus starts. Huh? One year with Rodgers. Like Jeff Saturday can't figure out how to call plays. I trust him calling more than people they might hire. As you said, off air. He had his butt on the yeah. hands of Peyton Manning yeah, for did. a lot of years and ought to know how to call plays. He should. Ahead, move on. The Colts didn't have the only bad loss yesterday. The Packers, gleefully for me, fell to 3-6 and six after losing to the Lions. The defending champion Rams are now 3-5 and five after getting beaten by the Bucks, And the Raiders blew a 17-0 first half lead to the Jags and now sit themselves at 2-6. and six. So, Tone, did the Packers, Rams, or Raiders have the worst loss yesterday? The Raiders, as you said, lost 17-0. The third time this year they have blown a 17-point lead. They are 2-6. and six. Josh McDaniels went there, inherited a playoff team, and has destroyed them, and he may be the next one to go. I would like to tell you that the worst loss was Green Bay because... The Lions were a 1-6 team giving up 32 points a game, and Green Bay put a total of nine on them, and Rodgers got intercepted three times. But that's a division game, Mike. And as we saw with Buffalo and the Jets, that sometimes happens. The worst loss is the Rams. The Rams had the ball in their hands on a four-point lead with 154 to go in the game, and they couldn't close. They're the defending Super Bowl champions, and they couldn't close. That's the worst loss. Yeah, I want to tell you it's the Packers. Because it made me so happy to see the Packers lose. I was happier about the Packers losing to the Lions than I was upset 
over the Bears losing to the Dolphins. It, it brought me such great joy, as I told you this morning on your podcast, for the Packers to get, for Rodgers to get picked three times and the Packers to get their butts kicked the way they, that that played out, Tony. And we can forget about the anxiety. The Packers are now the Lakers, okay? Now, you can act shocked every time they lose if you want, like I was, because I picked them in my pool with big points to win yesterday, and they didn't win. They're the Lakers. They're done. Let's set them aside. The Rams, with their genius coach, what happened to them? They couldn't figure out how to keep people every pass off the sideline the last two minutes. Tony, they, they, are, they have that game won. And by the way, yes, Cooper Cup, who gets slurped, understandably and necessarily for the last two years on every show, including this one. If he simply stays on his feet and gets to the first down marker, the game's over. Instead, he slides in bounds with nobody tackling him. Everybody's got to be too cute by half now because people don't go in to score when they would put them up 20 because they say, well, I'm going to sit here and slide and waste the clock. That killed the game too. It did. Tom Brady... Tom Brady should have in the second to last in, uh, possession. He threw a touchdown pass to Scotty Miller, hit him right here, and he dropped the ball. Yeah. Then he came back, and he looked bad all game. He Terrible. was thrown into support. the ground all game. He came back, 60 yards, six plays, 35 seconds, and he was Tom Brady again. We moved to baseball Rams were awful. for the last time this year. On Saturday night with the score one nothing Phillies in the sixth inning, Rob Thompson went to the mound and pulled his number one starter, Zach Wheeler. He brought in Jose Alvarado to go lefty-lefty with Jordan Alvarez. And if there weren't stands in Houston, that <laughs> ball would still be going. Houston won a very good series, four games to two. Wilbon, what does it do for Houston and for their long-suffering manager, Dusty Baker? Yeah, I love that a pitching change, unnecessary pitching change in my book as an old man, a pitching change that I hated in real time and just thought, I hope Alvarez hits this ball to Waco. And he damn near did. Yeah. So that made yeah. me happy. Yeah. Um, nearly as happy as the Packers losing. But Dusty Baker, Tony, who my whole career as a sports writer, has started covering baseball in the early 80s when Dusty Baker was just wrapping up a career that saw him win a championship as a player. And I had, you know, I don't know Dusty well, but I know him well enough to root for him and like him well enough just as a person and a lifer, a baseball lifer, and I know you agree with that, and as a man to root for him. I don't care about the Astros. I don't care about what it does for Houston. I don't know what it does for Houston. It does something for Dusty Baker, who I think now absolutely goes to the Hall of Fame if he wasn't going already. And so for that alone, I'm happy that Houston won. And by the way, nobody scouts and develops players like that organization. And to me, Tone, they will keep coming back because they keep replenishing yeah. and putting great players out there, young ones like Pena. So let me go back to Rob Thompson, who did a great job getting an 87-win team to the World Series, taking over for Joe Girardi. He managed aggressively throughout the whole playoffs, going to his bullpen. Mostly it worked. It didn't work with Alvarez. No. You're right about that. What it does for Dusty Baker is very, very simple. His toothpick, his rubber gloves, and him are going to Cooperstown. It is that simple. He's been a great manager for Houston and a human shield when they started screaming about how they cheated. What it does for Houston itself is a little more complicated. I don't think it cleanses Houston completely. I think it robs them of what might have been a dynasty. But as you say, they are a terrific team with the best bullpen in baseball. And they have added people recently, not from the team that you know had cheaters on it, 
not from that team at all, but Alvarez and Valdez and Javier and scouting people like that. The best It's like the Dodgers they in the 50s, 60s, time. 70s, 80s, 90s. Could be it good for a long time. Let us take a break. Coming up, Alabama losing to LSU was a huge headline, but was it the most surprising development of the college football weekend? No. That happened a little further north. Dolphins won the game, but Justin Fields, my opinion is, he stole the show. Doesn't give us a W, yeah. but he Do looked you know better than Rodgers. in the last three games, Houston batted 101, and they, they had still three won. runs in 30 innings. Mm-hmm. Philly, rather. Philly batted that. Because Houston's bullpen show. Pardon yeah. the interruption is presented by Johnny Walker. Keep walking. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means, uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Johnny Walker. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Johnny Walker Blues sent me a big box of that. Time to find out what's popping with the populace in mail time. Here we go. Mail time! What was the most surprising development in the college football weekend? For me, that's easy, Tone. And I watched everything on Saturday until deep in the night. Um, watching my man Caleb Williams in USC put up points and be involved in another exciting game. The biggest surprise was Notre Dame handling Clemson. Not Notre Dame playing at home in South Bend in Notre Dame Stadium under touchdown Jesus winning a game against Clemson. Notre Dame handling Clemson. It's 28 to nothing. I want to take a picture of the screen just to go, my God, what result is this? And they have recovered since losing those first two games under a new coach. Good for them. That was the surprise of the day. I'm not going to disagree with that. I think over time we might think Alabama losing to LSU was the most surprising thing because they're probably out of the playoffs now. And that doesn't happen much for us not to see Alabama in the playoffs. I don't know that there's a path to get to the SEC championship and play against Georgia. I wasn't surprised by Georgia beating Tennessee. They pounded Oregon yeah, in the first game, which is a number of five or six teams, and they pounded Tennessee. I will tell you the biggest surprise, I believe, in the country are the TCU players waking up to realize we got a chance. If we stay undefeated, we can get into the playoffs, even though after the first week of balloting, it looked like TCU had no chance in that whatsoever. 
So I think they're the most surprised people. All right, in the I know the game might have started a little late for you, but Notre Dame beating the daylights out of Clemson. I, I said I agreed with you. All right, all right. I just said I agreed with just, you. Just, 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 just check it. Got to verify. I don't want to just agree completely. Got to verify, Listen, Holmes. Go back, watch the show. You'll see I agree I'll with watch you. it tomorrow. Last the, one. The, Dol- the Dolphins beat the Bears, but do the Bears have more to be excited about? The Bears have something to be excited about. You get excited about winning, and they can't do that. But the head coach can't worry about that, neither can the quarterback, because they had a defense traded out from under them, you know, in, in back-to-back weeks. Justin Fields did something, Tony. You know, we don't know about quarterbacks in Chicago. We don't really have them. So other than Jim McMahon, you got to go back, I mean, 80 years to Sid Luckman to find a guy who's inspired this much excitement in Chicago at that position. And the numbers he put up yesterday were, and I'm going to say this, people can go crazy if they want. Those numbers reminded me of two guys I watched my whole life, Gail Sayers and Walter Payton. I know you can't play quarterback that way forever, not for long, as they say, NFL, because you get hurt, you get knocked out, you get... But for yesterday, Tony, it was so exciting to see Justin Fields and come along and mature and a coach and a coordinator coach an offense and a game plan around him, unlike the last guy who should have been fired before he was fired. It was great. It was exciting. It was inspiring. Those are your bears and for we those got hosed. people who don't have a Chicago-centric show for the rest of the country. Hosed. The answer would be Miami. Miami is now 6-3. and three. The three games they lost, Tua either didn't play at all or wasn't available at the end. He is 6-0 and as he's a starter. Great. He's 3-0 and since coming back from injury, and he's got seven touchdown passes. He's got no interceptions and the highest quarterback rating in the NFL. So when he's available, you can be excited. They, there's room at the top of the AFC, as we talked about earlier they in the show. They can be one. For two in they Miami. They can get there. They could. And we got hoes. Let's take Officials. one last break. Nice job out of you. Still Way to, to go. come, did yesterday's win make us believe in the Vikings? No. Defensive pass interference is the call. No. College basketball no. season has already started. Who's worth watching? That officiating crew at Soldier Field yesterday, they weren't worth watching. They should be downgraded. They should be suspended for a week. Can I ask week. you a question? Did you watch the Bears game? Did you? You know I did. I get the sense you did. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Johnny Walker. Keep walking. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 50th birthday, Hasim Rahman. In April of 2001, the American heavyweight scored one of the greatest upsets of all time. No, it's not Cassius Clay as he was known then, Look at knocking that. out Sonny Liston. The enduring image being Clay, arms over his head, dancing around the ring in disbelief. No, it's not Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. The enduring image being Tyson, crawling around the ring looking for his mouthpiece. But Rockman became one of only two men to ever beat Lennox Lewis. A 20 to one underdog, Rockman knocked out Lewis to win the WBC, IBF and IBO titles. Oh. His reign as heavyweight champion was brief. Lewis regained all the belts that November by returning the favor and knocking out Rockman. But Tony Lennox Lewis was so big. I mean, he's much bigger than, say, Sonny Liston. He's bigger even than yes. George Foreman. And that yes. right hand from yes. Rockman, I mean, it just took him out. There was nothing like it when there was real heavyweight fighting. Not, not, not MMA, please. Don't tell me that's, like, iconic, like heavyweight championship fights, because it ain't. Happy anniversary, Antonio Freeman. On this day 22 years ago, the Packers wide receiver held on to what appeared at first to be an interception and then an incomplete pass. But the ball never hit the ground. Freeman got it in his hands after it rolled off his back. And since he was never touched, Freeman got up and sprinted to the end zone for a walk-off overtime win over Minnesota. As it happened on a Monday night, it is referred to in Packer lore as the Monday Night Miracle. Our friend Al Michaels had the call, and you can hear him say of Freeman, he did what? Aaron Rodgers would probably welcome the 50-year-old Freeman to the Packers right now. Tony, all these highlights, you know, you see the Vikings, the Bears, he owns the Bears, even though they lost to the Lions, they own everybody in the division. Vikings, Lions, Bears, too. That's why it was good to see them lose yesterday. Lose. Happy trails to a 10-point fourth quarter lead for Washington. The Commanders not only had to endure Kirk Cousins coming back to the stadium where his career started, and beating the Washington football team by injuring a late, engineering a late fourth quarter touchdown pass to Dalvin Cook, and then another drive to win the game on a field goal. But if the Washington team goes on social media, they can find footage of Cousins celebrating the win by leading the Vikings to say, one, two, three, you like that? In the post game. And more footage of Cousins dancing shirtless on the team flight back to Minnesota. Cousins managed only seven points through three quarters but in the pressure of the fourth, he had the right stuff. He did. That was such a choking dog loss by the Washington football team, by whatever name they're playing under. Choking dog. They handed it over. It was worse than what the Rams did in their game. Please, please. Vikings no, get away with no, it. For them, no. no. Vikings are contenders. No. They are. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't worse than the Rams. Yes, it was. Let's go to the big finish. Men's college basketball season started today. Who is worth watching? Nobody's worth watching in college basketball before Thanksgiving. They, they shouldn't start this until December 1st. Stop. They're going to start this season soon around Labor Day. It's too early, and I love college hoops. Mets closer Edwin Diaz reportedly agreed to a five-year, $110 million contract. Is that a big deal? It's the most money ever given to a reliever. These guys flame out in two years usually. Wow. The Bucks tried to make it 10-0 tonight in Atlanta. Do you like their chances? I got the Hawks winning. And if Cleveland can win at the Clippers back-to-back with beating the Lakers last night, Cleveland will be 9-1 just like the Bucks. Pay attention to the Cavaliers. 
that LeBron is. Fight Line won the Breeders' Cup Classic. Joey Logano won the NASCAR Championship. What's the bigger deal? It's not even close. It's Flight Line. People in the know will tell you that Flight Line may be the best Colt since Secretariat. Who's in the Last know? one, Monday Night Football. Ravens at Saints. Who you got, big Luckily, boy? Luckily, I got a clicker. I'm not sure I'm going to stay with that one all that long. The Ravens should win comfortably, Tone. I know they were upsets yesterday. Comfortably, Ravens. In my ear, I'm told the best Colts since Johnny Unitas. I like that. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And to Bill and Molly and Peter and Stephanie, shout out. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. And now to get you to Monday Night Football, here's Susie Culver and the Countdown Crew. Knuckleheads. Courtney and I played with them over the weekend in the Barker Cup. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.